this is Linda Burton. And this is Leslie Bracero. With Less Talk. Today we have Min here and I'm so excited. She's gonna share her experience of the whole process of being nervous, being married, and just different things that goes on that's natural that we all go through. And sometimes we feel more uncomfortable and things like that. What do you think about that, Leslie? Well, you know, Linda, I'm so glad that you have this topic today. And I'm super excited to be um, joining us with our special guest, Min Owens. She has been married over, or, yeah, over 30 years. And her experience in marriage has been so helpful to so many, including myself. Uh, Lynn, uh, Min and I have been friends for, oh my goodness, 20 years. And she is such a delightful person to know. God has blessed me with her friendship. She's helped me in so many ways, especially as a single woman and now as a married woman. And I believe a lot of ladies out there will benefit from the wisdom that's in her heart. So Min, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself and give us some of your background. Well, I would love to. First, I want to tell you, Linda and Leslie, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. As Linda had mentioned, uh, yes, getting, mar getting married can be very nerve-wracking. I mean, number one, it's a vow, you know, and so you want to take your vow seriously. But secondly, it's something new uh, that you never, you can't tell. I mean, it's just a big leap of faith. So I can recall my wedding day. Um, I stayed at home with my parents until I got married. And that morning, I couldn't move. I was just paralyzed with a little bit of fear. And um, we had a two o'clock wedding in the afternoon. And my friends came around my house at noon and I was still in the bed. <laughs> And they're like, man, you got to get up. You got to get up. So, you know, I got myself together. I, of course, I had my wedding gown and everything there that I needed. I put my hair back in a bun, put my veil on, and got myself to church. Now, um, my parents were there for me, uh, and they both walked me down the aisle. And I remember clearly. And we had a, a huge wedding. It was over 300 guests. And uh, my dad, my mother, and myself, we were at the end of the aisle. And I looked down and I saw all of these people. And I looked at my father. And he says, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't want to do this? You don't have to do this. And I said, yes, I have to do this. And because of that, light moment in time. It helped me get my mindset together like, yeah, I have to do this. And I got through the wedding ceremony. Um, and then the rest was history. Now we're 31 years later with two daughters. Both of our daughters are married. We have five grandchildren. So, you know, um, it's, it's a courageous step, I would say to any young person who is considering marriage because it is not just about you and you're going to have to learn that. It's going to take some time to be mature um, and to grow and that looks different on all of us but you have to be willing and uh, I can guarantee I wasn't I am not that same 25 year old that married my husband 31 years ago and he's not the same man either 
But I will say this, that I believe uh, as long as we keep a war in the center, uh, everything becomes better and sweeter. It really does. So if someone were to ask me, would you do it again? Most definitely. Oh, yes. Without a doubt. What advice would you give a young woman, man, who's on the fence, especially in light of now? Marriage is not something that is celebrated like it used to. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, oh, I, I still enjoy my singlehood. I'm going to lose all my identity. I don't know if I'm ready for this. What would you say to a young woman who may be debating with those types of thoughts in her mind? No, that's a very good question because I think when we start talking about our individualism, we have to make sure that we have a man that loves us and that allows us to grow and become who we are and supports us. Um, when I first met my husband, I was a deli clerk at the grocery store, still just graduating from college and he allowed me to go back to school and he allowed, I mean, he supported me in going back to school and doing things. I've been in education for most of my profession over 28 years and uh, became a district level administrator in Waukegan uh, and most recently a uh, retired principal. So, you know, you have to be with someone who's gonna allow you to be your authentic self and support you in that. And I think that's something you need to look at critically before you walk into the vows. Is this man gonna allow me to still grow? And is he gonna support me? That's good, that's good. And you know, men, sometimes we as women, we think so much about ourselves in terms of, okay, what's this person gonna do for me? What's my spouse going to um, benefit my life? What can you say to a young woman who's having that same conversation in, in terms of how do you best support your husband, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to changes that maybe you yourself may not have been comfortable with? Can you talk about that? I can, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, as my role as a principal, I had the opportunity to really talk to a lot of young women who would always say, you know, Mrs. Jones, I want to be married. And I'd say, that's great. But what do you have to offer? What kind of wife are you going to be? And that would just like stop them in their tracks. Like, I never thought of that. <laughs> and if I, you got to understand, we have relationships with the people that we talk to. And so I said, well, the first thing you're going to have to do is hush your mouth. You know, because sometimes our mouth, as women, you know, we want to build up not only ourselves and others, but most definitely our spouse and our home. And if you don't understand that concept, because it is a concept, if you don't understand that in your heart, that your words have power and Sometimes it's best to be quiet if you don't have anything positive to say. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a discipline that we have to practice. You just can't say what you want when you want. You have to bite your tongue. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna have to say a prayer sometimes <laughs> in your mind, silently. So, you know, those are some of the things that I would suggest to uh, a lot of young women who are contemplating marriage First, uh, what kind of wife do you envision yourself in being? Because 
as I look back, I didn't understand the role of a Christian wife, you know? And now I'm learning more and more, and I still have more to learn. But one of the things that I really realized is that, you know, we need to be praying for our husbands consistently. Um, consistently. That's good. That's very good advice. I mean, I personally appreciated all of the years and counsel that you have shared with me because just to give a little bit about my history, I was a lot older when I got married. So transitioning from being single majority of my life to a married life was very hard for me. And men, if you don't mind speaking to that, because I know not only did you talk to me and still are talking to me, <laughs> I know there have been other women who have been very similar in my situation, independent, um, employed, working very, you know, having a good job and has maybe the world might say, oh, you're successful in your career, but making that transition from being so independent to now becoming one with someone else to share that role. Can you talk to that? Um, I can try because <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to look a little different for everybody. Um, and in your particular instance, Leslie, you were very, very independent. You didn't rely on anyone really for anything. And I think a lot of times when we, we women are independent, it's hard to kind of like step back a little bit and say, okay, all right, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I'm gonna be respectful, you know? And again, that's, that's something that we as women are gonna learn to accept. Now, a lot of people will say we have a partnership, a husband and a wife, our partner. And that's fine if that is the understanding between the two. I think what's important is everyone have an understanding with how you function within the relationship. Right now, today, my husband and I, I, I consider it to be very traditional. You know, he doesn't cook. I don't want him to cook. <laughs> he doesn't do laundry. I don't want him to do laundry. So when I say traditional, the, I still do the cooking, uh, the majority of the cleaning, and he'll do the yard work and he'll fix the things. But you know, you got to evaluate what works best for the two of you. And I think as long as the two of you have an understanding uh, about, okay, I do better at this than you, or you know I can do this better. I mean, and not like a put down, but like, hey, look, let's evaluate how we work here, how we function. And I think that's something too that uh, couples need to really look at who they are and what they bring. Not just, what are you gonna do for me? No, what? What can I do to help you uh, progress, grow, and be better as well? So that's very your question. That's a very good uh, uh, point that you brought out, men, because I'm thinking about the subtitle, which is life's lessons, laughter yeah. and love, making relationships that last. And I think you touched on that a little bit just then when you talked about knowing each other. And men, you enjoy laughing. Can you please be very candid and talk about that 
situation in terms of when you guys have some issues. <laughs> I know everybody has had issues with their spouses. And Linda, I know we, you can share because you've shared some things with me. But, but man, what little bit of thing that you've shared has, has helped me? And that has to do with laughter. Can you talk about that? Well, you got to tell me what helped you first. You know? Well, you don't take things personal. You I get don't. all puffy and get mad and then it turns into an argument. What do you do when you come to those different points in the road? Well, I think, again, it goes back to relationships. You know, my husband and I, we were college sweethearts. We met in college and, you know, we were friends and uh, he has a good sense of humor and, and, and I do too. So the times when I saw him playing, I'm like, I know. <laughs> and I would just start laughing. I don't know if that's good, bad, or different. I do take them seriously, but I'm like, oh, I'm not even good. I'm like, oh, no, we'll be okay. So, uh, you know, so that, that's a lot of what I do. I'm like, what are you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but when, when uh, but then again, I know them. Uh, so I'll give you an example. When we were dating, we weren't engaged. We were just starting to date. And because I have such, uh, said, you know how I like to laugh. So, I mean, I don't laugh. I would laugh and I was a bit of a tease. I would, in terms of saying maybe he was like sugar beer or something, you know, just something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would tell me, he said, you know, man, um, I really don't like it when you tease me. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And I, and I don't do that to him, you know, because he doesn't like it. Um, and you know, when a person tells you they don't like something and you care about them, you try not to do it. And I really felt bad because I grew up teasing. I grew up being teased. You know, that was our family culture. Um, and going to school was the same thing. So things would roll off my back because it was like, okay, all right, well, I got something better for you, you know. But, uh, so. When he told me that, though, I really felt I really felt kind of a little sad on the inside because I'm like, I had no intention on hurting his feelings. I had no intention on making him feel bad. But I think um, in any relationship, listening is critical and listening with your heart because you're definitely not the same two identical individuals. And something that makes you happy may make that person sad. I mean, who knows? So you have to know. You have to know that. And you have to care about them. That's good. And you know, men, that, that really just sums it up when we talk about love. Because love is not selfish. Mm -hmm. And if you sincerely love someone, you're going to look out for their best interests. Linda, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, there's some things that she said that I, I really want to make sure people hear. And I really appreciate that she said. One, the, I'm going to go backwards a little bit about the laughter. I think it's great to laugh with your partner, not at your partner. Right. You know, like, make it, make it, you never want to put your partner down. And in your eyes, and a lot of our eyes, we don't even realize we're doing it. Yeah. And I am so grateful that you had a man that tells you that. Instead yeah. of just taking it in and thinking, I'm going to deal with it, and it comes out in a different way. It, it, yeah. it comes out, it's gonna come out. And right. luckily he was able to do it verbally of saying, I don't like this, maybe you like 
did not do this. And you actually heard that because that's the second thing. You don't always hear that. You know, we hear it, but we don't take it in. Yeah. Like, oh, get over it. Or, oh, I'm just kidding. And you keep doing it. And they're like, I just wish you how I felt. So I think that was really amazing. The other part you were talking about was roles. The roles we play is not a sign to how it is on TV. Find up who's strong in that area and you sit down and discuss it. You know, because that's good that you love to cook. <laughs> I love to eat. <laughs> I can skip it, so I don't have to cook. <laughs> but I still cook, but it's like my husband, no. And also because he knows he appreciates more so, you know, that I do it because. You know, I, I want to show my love. Y'all want, I want to eat too. You know, but he knows how to cook so much better than me. He does cook. So we learned how to balance that out. And it took a long time to do that. So understanding each other's role. One other thing that you're talking about was the power of the tongue. I love how you said that. The power of the tongue of just saying things. I don't remember the verse now, but in the Bible it talks about how it could be sweet or it can be it's good. It could be very good or it could be very bad. But we have that power, and we don't even know how much power our words carry. Yes. Once it's out, we can never grab it back, and it's in that person. We can't change it. We can say sorry a million times. But we can never change it. So we need to start saying and being more positive to each other. And I love how you mentioned that. And that's very good. And the last thing and the most important thing that I heard you say is prayer. Because if you can't do anything else, you can't change your partner. You can't change their bad habits. You can't, you know, there's certain things that you can change to get a different reaction from that partner. But you can't change that partner. But what you can always do is trust God and pray. That's good. So I love that you said that of those things. So those are the things that I heard, and I wanted to make sure those are took taken in because you said it so smooth and so <laughs> that you want people to miss it. Like like wow, you just said a mouthful of like four different things, and to me those are all so important that I could see how people come and talk to you and listen to you because. You've been through it. You, you learn from your experience, and that's what we have to do. And that's the whole part of this um, podcast is learning from our experience and then sharing it. Not trying to make anybody change. It's just letting them know there's different options, a new perspective of looking at life. And then they have to make that choice. But at least they know it's out there of watching what you say, and that's so important. So I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. I, I, I just appreciate being here with two lovely women such as yourself. And I know there's, uh, a, I don't want to say a need, but I believe there's, a, there is a need for young people, young ladies in particular, who are interested in wanting to be a wife or having a desire to be a wife and not knowing who to talk to about it or what to say or how to even begin a conversation. Um, you know, there's a there's there's a lot of ladies that 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 want to know. Yeah. And the things you need help them with a fresh start in their marriage. They're going in with a positive 
information to help their marriage grow. I mean, just those things right there can make a humongous difference of day one being married. And I love your story of being real, of saying, I, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to get out of bed that you waited to, you know, like 12 o'clock. And that's really not natural. But I want to clarify a little bit. You guys, just can you share how long you were dating before and how you still knew it was the right one? Because sometimes when we do have that feeling, it is the right feeling. So I just want you, from your experience and how you've been through it, clarify a little bit more from when it is a wrong experience, like if, if they're being abused or something like that and have that feeling. That's totally different of marrying somebody of, you know, this person loves you and, and how long you've been dating and different things like that. So can you uh, kind of share a little bit more about that? Because I think that's so important for people who um, are older, looking to get married and and. I'm going to say they want to settle. They're just willing to settle compared to wanting to get married because they know without a doubt they are loved, they're valued, they're being respected. So can you share a little bit more about that, about the difference and just how you felt, which is normal, but why was that normal compared to I'm not in a healthy relationship and that's not? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that I would like to address. And, you know, I know I'm speaking only for myself. Um, the Lord blessed me to have two wonderful parents. I had a mother, I had a father. Uh, my father insisted on both me and my sister staying home until we got married. Uh, and the reason why he did that is because he wanted to be the one to protect us uh, and to make sure that whoever was knocking on the doors, trying to court his girls, he put eyes on them. So, number one, if he didn't like you, we weren't going anywhere. <laughs> so, but but secondly, after that, um, if he did like you, then, uh, you know, then things could progress. So, Willie and I, my husband's name is Willie, we met in college and uh, we had been dating for about maybe two and a half years. And I would be at work. I work at a grocery store. And, and Willie would come over and have Sunday meals with my parents without me being there. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah. And so he happened to be over there one Sunday and I was at work. And uh, my dad asked him, I need to know what are your intentions with my daughter? Are you going to marry her? What are your plans? And Willie said, I don't think I'm ready to get married. And my dad said, I don't want you coming around here anymore. <laughs> so back then, this is pre-cell phone. So I get a call on my job and it's Willie on the line saying, man, I can't come see you anymore. I'm like, why? I have to break up with you. I said, why? I'm at work. I didn't do anything. <laughs> what happened? So, um, to make a long story short, we did break up. Um, and my dad, he came in one evening and he said, man, are you mad at me for asking me? I said, no, daddy, I'm not. I said, because I do want to get married. And if he doesn't want to marry me, I'm glad you asked. And as time went on, uh, Willie came back around, but he knew in his mind, that if he's coming back around, he better come back with the intention 
of either, you know, moving forward with an engagement toward marriage because my father was not go for that. So, you know, I, I, I love my parents for that. But as far as the older woman who may not have that and who in some cases may feel like they're settling, I'll say this, and Leslie, you can help me. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about what love is. Yeah. Like love is kind, love is patient, and on and on. What is that? It's what? First Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. So if you can insert that person's name mm -hmm. in that scripture and say, Bobby's kind, Bobby's patient. Because if he can't fulfill those things or can't grow into those things, yeah. Maybe he's not the one. I I think our, our answers are all in the word. I know when our girls were uh, considering marriage, I'm like, I, I said, can you insert their names uh, in this passage? Or are these the things you're saying? And, and because we have daughters, I'm like, well, how do they treat their mothers? Because that's a real strong indicator on how they treat the women in their life. So... You know, I, I encourage my girls to have their eyes wide open, um, but we all know that love can be blind sometimes. Death. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but you know, you wanna, you just wanna have, you just wanna be aware because um, like you had mentioned, Linda, we can't change anybody. We, you know, we get who, who these people are. The only thing that we can do is, is pray, and, and hopefully through prayer, it brings out the better side of, of all of us, of all of us. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love this. I love this conversation, ladies. And I really believe a lot of ladies out there are going to be tremendously blessed from this wisdom that is just poured from a natural conversation about relationships and how dating and marriage and life goes on. And thank you so much, men, for joining us and pouring your heart and being very transparent. And Linda, thank you for giving us this platform to share with others the value in knowing who you are and the value in loving yourself first. And when you love yourself first, you're going to allow, um, you're going to be more open to have someone truly love you the way the Lord wants you to be loved. So. That's good. That's very good. And, and and Linda, unless you have some parting words, I, I'd like men maybe to give us one other nugget to take us home with that. That sounds good. Go ahead, men. Well, I would say to anyone who's in a marriage or thinking about marriage that you're not in it by yourself. You know, um, first of all, marriage is designed by the Lord and it's his institution. So call on him, call on him because he has the answer. It's his thing. And secondly, I would say this, surround yourself with people who respect your spouse, who respect what it is you're trying to do. And if, if you look around and there's no one, that's okay too, you know, good. that's okay. That's good. Oh, I love that. That's very good advice. And, you know, I just have to end this segment on the subtitle of this podcast and this broadcast is Life's Lessons, Laughter and Love, 
The goal is to make relationships that last. And I want you to subscribe to this channel. If you like what you heard today, please hit the like button, subscribe to this channel. You're gonna get more examples, more talks that are centered around making relationships that last. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you men for your time and pouring your heart out. It's just, it was a pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. My pleasure. And everyone stay tuned for another podcast. Um, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to leave comments below. And then we'll get back to you. Nothing we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so will men, because she has a lot of wisdom to share. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.